0: (laughs) Yo, 1212, this is your man, Mr. K. Alexi Shelby, Chicago's finest, one of them. And you listen to my man, Roberto, on Decisive Radio. Let's go, let's get into it.
1: Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. It's January 17th, 2019, and it's a new year, and I hope your new year has started off with a bang. Welcome back to the Decisive Podcast series special. I'm your host Roberto Q Ingram. Very very excited today. I am honored and pleased to have on the program a true mastermind in the house game, I would say music game that is, house music pioneer, founder of True Soul Deep, K Classic, Black 13. This soul brother has more than four hands full of releases since the 90s and uh, a person whom I have much respect for Mr. K. Alexi Shelby, uh, respect him for his love and dedication in the field of music. Sir, welcome to the program today. It's been a long time coming, and I am proud to have
0: you. What goes on, sir? You
1: and me today. Um, it's awesome to have you, man.
0: Uh, finally, it's happened. Yeah, let's get it cracking.
1: Since, uh... Since we've been in contact, I gotta say that um, I take it that you, a man that gives it to, get straight to the point, and plus you uh, tell it like it is. So, uh, with that said, let's get right to it.
0: You know, it's funny, people like that until it's aimed at them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're aimed or you're just telling it like it is?
0: Ah, shit, I bring up facts that some people find a bit discomfortable. So, I mean, just they don't, you know, don't like the feeling. Like, you can bring up race all day until you bring up privilege, and then, obviously, some people feel uncomfortable with that because of their benefits of it. So, I mean, you know, my shit that I talk about, even my music and shit, is a wide range of subjects. Like, I don't just do dance music or house music, per se, and and I I I never have. And so, like, it's just... I'm just on 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 a whole other... Station than some people.
1: <laughs> Whole another station. I like that term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand that. Um, actually, this is no uh, nothing new, but I understand that you're inspired by some of the greats, like Stevie Wonder, Prince, Curtis Mayfield. Can you tell us your opinion? Can you tell me your opinion um, about these incredible personalities? How they influenced you?
0: L- lyrics. I've always been intrigued by lyrics more so than music first. Like what a person said and how they said it always intrigued me. I was like a powerful lyric. Like Prince was a great lyricist. Like whoever wrote for the Isley Brothers, great lyricist. Marvin Gaye, fantastic lyricist. I mean, his his song still to this day, I want you to want me like I want you. That statement alone just Man, the ripple effect of a statement like that. Like, it sounds simple, but it's, a, it's such a powerful statement. So, I mean, like, things like that, just always intriguing, like, you know, the, the power of the work. Mm-hmm. Are there, so, in, are there influences so, outside yeah. of, uh, of soul? I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I would hang around my uncles and uh, they would all be drinking and playing cards, or whatever, mm-hmm. talking politics. And they would have all this fantastic music playing, like some Led Zeppelin or like Pink Floyd The Wall. Right on. Right on. And um, so intrigued by that that I, I just so I'm there and I'm soaking up all this stuff. And like my my uncle like gave me out his record collections. So I was listening to like uh, Billy Idol, White Wedding, and all of that sort of stuff, and like some kiss and everything. So I was yeah, my my musical and taste run run the gambit especially it was easier back then because music was better you know it wasn't like you know the pure gratification of the right now each week talking songs that still to this day stand the test of time so i try to adapt all of those methods when i'm recording i don't record for right now here's the thing it, it's the du- the double-edged sword the double-edged sword of anything uh, just because you can do something, don't mean you should. And the fact that um, it's too many people trying to do it. And can you really blame somebody? You work a nine to five, and hear somebody working a couple of hours making more than your whole family in DJing. Shit, of course you're gonna be like, oh, I can do that. And so many people go on and go on and try to go that route. They're not in it really for the love, or or even understand the culture. Like that shit runs deep with us and was quite happy, really, when it was just us. So and when I say us, I mean like the neighborhood thing, like we got down and, and like I said, even doing the music, I personally didn't know Europe was was all into it and, and, and doing that old thing. We did it. We did it primarily for each other. I'd show up at the party with my pocket full of cassettes. And uh, my, my bag and everything, like, oh, I can't wait. And I would be doing this music for us. I couldn't wait to 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 amaze my peers or do your best to try to one up, you know, the person who had cassettes also in their pockets standing next to you. So, I mean, it was just a, a friendly competition amongst us, you know, and, and that creativeness, I'm more than happy that it came out that way because I really, there was no going back after that. Like, I was heavy in the sports and everything. But once music took a hold in that way, like, there was always music. But once you became part of it, as in, like, you could also make it, then that took me in a whole other direction of uh, creation. And creation is just the ultimate. Like, the fact that you can take what's in your head and show somebody. What you're thinking? What what you thought about and everything? That that's an incredible feeling.
1: Now, Stevie Wonder, Prince, Curtis Mayfield uh, uh, was you, in your family. You also got like Billie Holiday,
0: had a James. I mean, I got plenty. I read the list. My my father okay. was Nailed more blues, entrance, and, right? <laughs> yeah, blues and jazz. Blues and jazz. And my mother was more R and B. So we wake up. Well, we got woke up <laughs> told to clean up uh, the house. And that's just what was blaring in the background. And so they would take turns on, you know, playing whatever. And it was just all good. Like, I didn't even really understand it as much. Of course, you didn't understand, you know, songs like Let's Get It On and all that shit back then as a kid, as much as you understand it now. Now, yeah, you know, like, right. Right. So, I mean, it, but it was just but I really did. Like, even as a kid, didn't want to understand. Like, I want to understand, like, you know, what was what was this? And so it's just uh, the, the curiosity I found in my life outside of school and everything mm-hmm. way more because it just wasn't talked about in school. Wasn't talked about how come you can see a cowboy movie, but you never saw a black face like yours. Mm-hmm. You saw so in film and you just mm-hmm. never saw it. So you just you just retreated into self and retreated into the uh i wouldn't say retreat and shit. you just went back to the comfort of you know the uh, neighborhood and everything mm-hmm.
1: so your mother and father was a great influence on you oh physically. big
0: time big time i mean mostly it was just me and my mother because i was uh hanging out and she'd be singing and i'd just be i could still remember like even as as a young child i could hear her hear her singing she got Supremes going and everything and all that and I could hear her singing along with Uh it and her voice she is such a great voice not so much for singing as much for just a great presence in her voice. Like she's reading the story, she really wants, you know, when she's telling the story. I remember, like, I couldn't wait to hear what was happening next. How she just read it like that. I think women read better than men anyway. <laughs> like, I, I think they, women power it's these just days. Some, yeah. it's, it's just something. It's just something about it. Like yeah. how how they tell the story. Right. Like there's certain certain men out there that definitely you know tell a good story. But I'm saying like when the sound of it. And I don't know, maybe maybe that maybe that's got a lot to do with it. It's just the sound up. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: At, um, hey man, at a very young age, you had a major release. It's called Essence of a Dream. Would you say <laughs> that this release put you on the map?
0: Uh musically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's the thing, that takes me back to lyrics. And okay. and the song Sheer it by Sheer Will it will just stuff to get done because there were so many occasions where it, it wouldn't get done. Like I was up late at night writing it and I did about all my songs about women, about real people or how not not so much them, but how I wanted them, how I fantasized about them and how I wanted them to be. Like I would do whole relationships and do a whole skit, a whole story in my head on how I wanted the person to be and oh, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be that. So I would just go off into that. And it was about a, a girl, how I wanted her to be, that was in high school with me. And, um, yeah, so that that's what that was about. And, like, I was up doing the lyrics, and my cousin had called me, and he was like, what you doing? i like, I'm glad you called. I needed a break, and I said, the song's give me a headache, because to me, songs need to make sense. And because that, I went on that theory, oh, it was driving me insane. And it, it needed to be smooth, because there was nothing like it. At the time, and uh, so I was beginning, middle, and end is how I needed it to be and it was really stressful trying to put it together. And I was like, oh, I'm about to forget about it. He said, no, 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 I'm getting off the phone with you, get back to the song. All right, fine. i get back to the song. <laughs> we get to the studio, studio sessions going well, get all the music done. And it was a great instrumental, would have been a great instrumental by itself. And then they packed up the studio, hey, I said, hey, what you doing? I said, I have to lay lyrics down the song. Kay, we waited. We don't have time for you to lay lyrics down the song. If you do the lyrics, you have to get it right in one take. Yeah, get it right in one take. I say, turn the mic on, I'll get it right in one take. Went in there just as confident, held the paper up. I did have to look at it. I don't know why I knew the words. I had just written it that night before. And I ran through it. And as I'm saying it, everybody that was in the studio was looking at me with their mouth open. So I couldn't tell if I was doing well, or if I was just sounding like shit, I'm like, maybe maybe right. that's not as good as I think it is. And they just <laughs> couldn't believe <laughs> like it, what I was saying. Right. They couldn't believe what I was saying and how I got it right on one take, because it just flowed out. And it just really took on me. And then, so, okay, I didn't think about it. That was it. Got it done. They were like, that was that was brilliant. Oh, okay, cool. Because it was only, like, me, uh, 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 me, Rob McKay, I think, and two engineers. All right, so, cool. Okay, cool, all right. It's finally done got that the way I was very relieved. Then the radio picked it up, and then people in school found out about it, and the girl was so embarrassed. She was so embarrassed. Because in parts of the song, you can hear me say her name. I won't say which part, because people know the record. You can really hear that. Okay. And, uh, oh man, it was just insane in school. Like, once the ball got rolling, it just was unstoppable. And, you know, back then, we couldn't really get into the clubs so much. Like, we got turned down way more than we got in. (laughs) And and, um, just, so we just walked up and down Rush Street, which was what everybody did in Chicago. Like, we just walked in a huge circle. You walked up one street, cross the street, walked down the other street.
1: Oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah, and it was just, but cars driving would have the radios on the same station, basically. Listen to the the hot mixes. So Farley's on, and, and so when my song came on, it was like one time radio because everybody had the radios on the same station. And it was, man, when hearing myself that loud, oh my God, it was just, uh, it, it, they, uh, it was it was an insane feeling. And all my friends knew it was me. They were like, oh, shit, it's our boy. Oh, <laughs> son, listen to him, man, listen to him. So it was crazy, crazy, crazy. I got back to school and it was just, it was just insane. Like the more people found about the song, the more embarrassed she got because she was shy girl for the most part, and she wasn't one of no part of that. But anyway, so, cool, go, meet, go over her house, hang out with her and her father at the time, he had played horns for Phil Collins, so he was a musician. Wow. So he got it. He was totally cool with it, understood. And like, and here's a lyric in the song, uh, golden showers from head to feet, your karma body's a tasty treat. And I didn't know what a golden shower was. I just thought a golden shower sounds cool. I'm like, hell yeah, a golden shower? Who wouldn't want a golden shower? I'm like, that sounds not normal. <laughs> I don't even know where I got that from. <laughs> I just knew that a golden shower at that time
1: sound cool. Okay, uh, elaborate. What is a golden shower?
0: A golden shower, from my understanding, because I've never had it. I know what it is now, though. A golden shower is when um, you're being pissed, pissed on. You're being hated right. on. Yeah, on. And then when I found out what it was, I was like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> pissed on, hated on? Or oh,
0: oh man, it was so crazy because oh, the radio's a planet. I guess nobody really knew. What, you year, know, what, year, knew. what year was this? oh man i did the song in like some 80s but it was early 90s early 90s okay and they okay something they were, like 89 or something like something like that of it. man it was just and the term pissed on was it it was no, was no that, was, that was not no that was not it it, it was just i i don't know I, you know you were well I, I, back then right uh on tv was, was was cable was fresh and so i would I'd be up late at night putting the TV like in between the stations when you didn't have cable because you could do that. Mm. Channel 44 was cable back then before it turned Spanish channel. And you could watch like porn. You just like had to turn the TV up because the sound was really low, but you could still get, the you know, get the, the picture. Mm. And so I turned the shit up extra loud so I hear this thing. saying, and it was like softcore porn, but it was still porn for me. I'm a kid and It's just like, oh my goodness. And all these Emmanuel movies back then. So I'll be up late at night list- looking at that stuff. And then listening to like all slow songs and listen to the lyrics, trying to dissect them and wonder what he meant by that all oh, well, when he said this, he said that. Oh, that's a great lyric. Oh, okay, I can't remember that. And so I re- would remember all these lyrics and dissect them and indo- indoctrinate that pattern and style into my own music. Well, that essence of
1: a dream, it must have been incredibly gratifying to have. Here's con- the thing, it was like I completed
0: pl- it. It was oh it was because it was it was like a, imagine writing a love letter to someone okay. and then you finally finish and then I, that was it for me I was done, but then as time went on because I okay school breaks I was out of school and then summer came and so many people were coming up to me saying oh man we made love off that record and for me I didn't think of it like that
1: That's dope. I knew what I That's said dope.
0: but yeah but I didn't like for me songs you made love off of. Didn't have no 4-4 to it. I'm thinking hmm. I definitely had to have, you know, you got your Get Busy CD. Oh, I mean, okay. not, not CD <laughs> back then, cassette. You know, <laughs> and you had certain songs had to be on the on the tape right. to make sure you got the sex. Like You had to have Prince on there. Oh, it's yeah, Master yeah, yeah, Lover. Yeah, 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 I got it. And, you, you know, you had to have that on there. And you had to have Luther Vandross. Slow jam. I didn't think, right. I didn't have to have, I didn't think me. But people will come up to me, couples were come up to me saying, Yo, man, we made love to record, so dope. Uh, and and I thought they were kidding at first until people more people kept saying that. I'm like, wow. And then girls would come up to me whispering saying, Oh my God, I want us to do it to that song. And I'm I'm you know, having sex with a woman, well a girl at that time, and she said, say the words. I'm like, say what words? Say the say the, say the words. I'm like, what words? I'm like not getting it. And she said, sing the song. I like. Oh my God! Are you serious? And she's deadly serious. Yeah, that that is really what she meant. I was like, wow. How cool is that? Wow, this is this is crazy, um, crazy, crazy. Um, you, and now, then went on to all Felisa. Okay. Yeah, and then went on to all Felisa was was the next one of that that style. Mm-hmm. And I was another love letter to a woman. That was my girlfriend at the time. I'm older a little bit and all happy that, you know, Trans Derrick Derek May, and shit, they mm. gave me the shot on that. And she hated it. Mm. She did not like the song. She was mm. into hip hop. And so it was, it was just crazy that. And mm. I tell people that when I'm, you know, like interviews like now and shit, that all oh, for Lisa, Lisa hated the song. Mm.
1: But does she appreciate it now? Or. She's, uh, she's married
0: and man, it just didn't go well. Like I had been living in London and she was in London on our military base, and she was in the military, and she like we tried to rekindle, but it was just awkward because since she was married and I, it's just this it was messy, and so I didn't I didn't indulge and I haven't I haven't seen or spoken to her since.
1: So you wrote your love letter to your girl in a song. That's okay. That's a that's, a, that's, an, yeah. that's an all right thing. That's an all right thing. Um, oh no, here's
0: a here's a tidbit for you is that like because I had such a way with speaking and, and lyrics that I would write love letters for like most of the people in school. Right. Like they didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And so I would say it for them. I was like, no, that's not what you want to say. You want to say this, you want to say that. <laughs> I
2: said, oh no,
0: take this part out, dude. Right, Dr. Get, got, Dr. Lexi. Dan, I, I, would, I would break it down <laughs> for Thank him. And then sure I would explain him him like, sure how, no, 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 you don't want to say that, but I'm trying to have sex. Of course you are, but you don't just say that. Right. And she knows you're trying to have sex, but you're not don't just say that. You're right. So because like, oh, so I would break it down to them. And they were like, oh wow. And I like, well, I'm pretty really good at this. Doctor so do? Women you are, are so complicated and shit, forever evolving, forever changing and faster than men. So I just like, oh my goodness.
1: Now you had some heavy hitters to to bust this release. Um and who are the, can you name some of those guys that are that were giving you the love that you needed at that time? on the radio. Uh,
0: like, uh, Larry Heard was a huge influence and he would indulge me when I go to his house him and Robert and uh, and just talk to, let, well let me talk to them and ask them all type of questions that had to be crazy then but they would just indulge me and so that is the reason why I give back now uh, Marshall Jefferson all of us live together me him uh, Mike Dunn oh man Mr. Lee of course uh, Mr. Lee and company that was my cousin so Wow. He really huge influence. Uh, Ron Hardy, rest his soul. Nah, that Frank must
1: Merrick. have been
0: humbling, really. And well, I, here's the thing: like uh, uh, a friend of mine found out that I really was into the music, disco, house music, all that, and so he had took me to the club. And I, I wasn't old enough to get in, but because he was big time drug dealer, and so he he wheeled his way and got me into the club and he right. said when we go in here don't touch nothing don't eat nothing right? not drink nothing and it's so crazy why you can't eat nothing <laughs> and, he, and I break it down because it's a big table and it with fruit all on it and I'm like shit I've been in here for a while I'm starting to get a little hungry why I can't eat anything so and he he's like and I, so I went to go do it right? and he said no don't do it he said they sprinkled like angel dust and shit like that on on the fruit to give you more energy and all that. And I'm like, wow, I almost went, you know, went fucked up. But also also, I'm listening to Ron and he was such a, just like a, just a great entertainer. Like not so much technical with the blends. And I didn't know why, because he was high a lot of the times then, but that would take him to that place and where he was able to give us more. And so I'm down there and I couldn't wait to go back. So I'm hearing a lot of the tracks he was playing. So I'm going home making tracks. I'm making a track. You gonna play my tracks too? Not knowing protocol if there even was one back then, but I'm waving out like him, trying to get his attention up to the DJ booth, and I got a cassette. And he looked. And he said, "Hey, come on, come up here." And I come up here, and I and I give him the cassette. He's like powder everywhere and shit. Some cold reel to reels, and all that shit. I'm like, "Wow, this is so fucking cool up here." And I give him give him my tracks on cassette, and he plays it right away and I was like wow so I'm, I'm not knowing that that's not the way that I was lucky to be in that position they don't just do that for everybody and shit and I was like man it was so fucking cool when I got to meet Frankie and he indulged me and everything like, it was a very close close knit community that I was fortunate enough to be a part of and uh, yeah yeah to have legends like that just oh my goodness and then like I said it was very the the roles were very defined everybody wasn't trying to be the DJ like now
1: Mm. like dancers
0: like Muppet was happy mm. as hell to be the dancer like dancers were dancers like dancers got girls back then like DJs get girls now Like and these dance groups and things back then uh, shout out to the spy guys and fly guys and all those bad boys and those dance groups and it would just be crazy like they'd come all dressed competition everything it would be um, it was just so dope back then like everything was was just very clear on who and really what, like it's just you know, and I don't ever recall being homophobic. Like it was, it just it just was. Like you saw people dressed up, men dressed as women, men women dressed like men, and it was just shit. That was those were the just days. but they They yeah, made the party. Yeah, shit. Was, it, like we were just there for the music, and everybody was there for the music and the and the fashion. Like you, it was like you had to really dress the part. Like we really dressed up. Back then, like what? Well, no, you know, no. They don't
1: dress. that be. <laughs> they don't. Dress yeah, like up. You know in yeah. European culture, they don't dress up when they go out.
0: Oh but man, we had man, we man. Your Gucci, your Gucci glasses, your Gucci belts, and oh man, your Ralph lawrence on and, and sweat all. and come out dripping. Oh man, truly, mm-hmm.
1: truly. Hey man, um, let's talk about a day in the studio with Mr. K, Alexi Shelby, bro. You made some incredible music, some awesome remixes, and some banging ass edits. I heard after a, some uh, endless hours in the studio recording, <laughs> they needed to drag your ass out of a session. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate well, on that? the
0: the thing is, like living with, um, you know, Mike Dunn and Marshall and those guys. Okay. You, I was low man on the totem pole. Like so, I had to get in the studio when nobody else was in there. Okay. And so, like, I believe I made that whole EP. Uh, um, um, uh, Alphalisa, Vertigo, Mamadusa. I think I made that whole EP in, in, in one or two days. Oh, damn. And what happened was, by me not getting the studio time that I wanted, when I wanted, I developed a method of recording in my head, like putting the whole song as much as possible together in my head. So by the time I got oh, to the studio, okay. I would just get out what's in my head. So in my head, I had already done the work. It's just a no matter of me getting out what's in my head. But the great thing about me doing it that way was, I can do that all the time. And I am I can do it while I'm talking to somebody. If I'm hearing something, certain mm-hmm. beat and everything, I would keep that, or well, even now, but I say it into my phone and give me references to be like, okay, I'm gonna go back in now, I'm gonna lay this part down, lay that part down. And um, so I would do that. And it, would, would, so there be, would
1: there be a certain, would there be a certain beginning or a certain, would it be the drums? Would it be the synths? Would it be when you, when you had this. You uh, the thing you like, like, like it, it could be, it could be any
0: of that. Actually, oh. it, it could be a phrase. Okay, I'd be like that. That's a great phrase for a song. So even now, like I got the note part in my phone, I would just write down names of songs. And so I work backwards. I write oh. down the name of a song and I figure what this song sounds like. Like, I just did a song, uh, Fuzzy Peach. And it's like, and, and, and so funny on Facebook, um, uh, Glenn Underground came on there and said, why all your songs gotta have something to do with sex? I said, it's not really sexual. I said, that's where your mind took it. Yeah, I right, said, okay, even the song I did for the album for uh, for Seth, uh, Traxland shit, my boy, uh, did a song called Ain't No Pro. Now for oh, that me, oh, that's I was on totally Tusc- Tuscany, of- right? yeah okay i, I was I, I was thinking about tuskegee i was thinking I'm about aliens just totally aliens and but when like i can't help where people's minds take it and i love that because I, I don't know what you're going to do that's
1: a good that's good though that's yeah nice. i don't
0: yeah i don't i don't know what you're going to be thinking At certain times i'm thinking it's just cut and dry it's totally clear yeah, what in I'm the thinking. gutter
1: their minds in the gutter
0: yeah yeah but i love taking you to that edge seeing are you going to jump off or are you gonna stay up here and play it safe? So I mean, like <laughs> you know, I'm that's that's you, that's me setting the trap, setting the table, yeah. and what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Are you gonna eat or what? What's happening? How you gonna How you gonna How you gonna enjoy this? So yeah, man. I mean, I I, but they, I was but they said you had to dare to drag your ass out of this, uh, because of, because that that whole being creative thing. If I can't get that out, that drives me insane. Which is oh, okay. why I travel with equipment. Okay, like I was in Ibiza uh, this 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 past uh, summer uh, touring and stuff, and excellent pl- uh, touring with Seth. And I was the last, stop was Ibiza, and I'm there before playing DC-10. And okay, we play DC-10, and they say, oh, you can hang out for a couple of days. I'm hanging out in them there, and I don't know anybody with equipment. So I'm going, I start to get that itch. If I can't get what I'm thinking out of my head, oh my goodness, I start to pace and go crazy. I'm like, oh Oh, my goodness, this is insane. And because I'm used to just, I'm used to having, like even now, I got my guest bedroom, which is where my studio is supposed to be. But somebody's usually need some place to stay and I usually be like, okay, whatever. So I helped them out. Well, I got people in town and I let them stay in the guest room. And so I always put the studio in my bedroom no matter where I've been. And some women always weren't always happy about that. But <laughs> I, just, I just keep it in the room where like I roll, literally roll out of bed and roll right on to it. Like I use the television as my monitor. And I got all this equipment. Well, I'm, I'm, it's starting to accumulate now, so I'm going to have to make some choices now. Because I'm I like, it just used to be all digital. So you wouldn't know what I had. I would have a controller and then I got Logic plugged up, which I love, Logic Pro X. And everything is digital. But now I'm starting to accumulate. I got more monitors. I got another controller. I got the the rolling bo- boutique stuff. That I'm in love with, that I need to learn how to work more, but I, you know, I'm, just, I'm just accumulating way more stuff. So now that I'm doing this, I might need to make some changes, but I have to have it at arm's length. Okay. Like I, I love it that having that access to it.
1: When you when you're working on a, a really important and good piece of music, um, what is your mindset and the ultimate goal?
0: The ultimate goal for me is to make something timeless. Okay. Like to get my thoughts off and to make something that makes people thought provoking is what I music of music of purpose is what I'm trying to do. You know, I want to I want to have music that's 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 thought provoking, that's going to inspire others to be like, wow, I need to I need to step my game up. Wow. I need I didn't think of. This sound like how he approached that to make them not necessarily copy how I did it, but to make them think outside of the box. Okay. So I, I give more of myself because I'm I'm really, 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 you know, putting myself out there.
1: And why is that so important to you?
0: Because music is important to me. It's is a driving force. It is my very being.
1: Uh, I heard you like to be pretty competitive against your peers
0: that's also kind of well, like a I sport mean, be, you take it like a
1: sports like a, like yeah. a football game oh, that, that, championship well, that's
0: the, game that, that goes back to the whole editing thing okay. like like everybody edits here mm-hmm. it, it's, it goes way back then so you want to you know you want to show with your best edit and so I listen to edit and I'm like oh, oh he should have did this you should have did that so I would go and I would you know do the, do the extra mile and I learned from some of the greats like Like once again, Mike done crazy, crazy. This dude, like living with him, seeing him uh, work, his his preparation. That's what was his preparation. Like I can only describe it as giving a shit. Like he give he he gives a shit, and you can tell when he comes to play. He's not playing the same old same old, and you can hear him back back, and you'll hear different things. It's his preparation. Like DJs. To me, it need to be about, first of all, more than just the money. Okay, get your money, but what did you give to the people? Like, it, it's the journey of it, the, the, the journey of DJing. Like, you need to take them on a ride. My goal when I'm playing out is to make people go, damn, I haven't heard that in, in forever. And then the mm-hmm. expect to make them go, I switch the beginnings up and everything to make them go, damn, that sound, that sound familiar, but I, that can't be... What that is and then they hear it kick in and it's like wow that is oh dude did you hear what he did to it so that's why i love like like other people who like you know who like you know quentin harris and glenn underground and and the black coffee mike course and a, and a bunch of other people who were just excellent at taking things apart and putting it back together roy davis jr robert royale and so yeah it's just uh, it's a great thing It is a great thing.
1: Not only are you a a mastermind in the studio production field, but you're also a DJ and label owner of many. Um, I would say that also comes with the love. I mean, I would say that with that comes the love for shopping for new records. Is that the case for you?
0: My thing is not so much the record store, because I don't play wax anymore. Um, Because I saw, I was out and I saw Frankie... And he had CDJs in front of him, which I'm, I was all like on, on the whole CD king. But he went past that and he had flash drive, stuck the flash drive in there. And the name came across. Now, I saw the name come across, but I wasn't sure. Do I dare hope that it could be so simple as that? So I asked him, I said, yo. Tell me that you didn't just stick that in there and you can see the names of all the songs <laughs> that's on that stick. And he says, Yes.
1: I can imagine.
0: And, and when he and when he, he told me it. that, oh um, man, I could just feel the top of my head blow off. And it's so crazy that I wasn't wrong about that feeling. Cause I was doing a party uh here in Chicago at the Virgin Hotel. Um, and I'm doing this party, <laughs> and I'm playing, and a guy walks up to me with his girlfriend, and he says, Man, you playing the music off the flash drive? I said, yeah. And, and he asked me the same questions. And as I tipped him, yes, for that last question. And yes, you can see the names of the songs on there. And the look on his face was I can actually see. It was actually going back in time, seeing my face, seeing the top of my head blow up. Because he was like, oh, my God. And he was like, and his girl was like, what, what? He like, she don't get it. I said, I know, trust me. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, yeah, this is a, this is a game changer. I said I always want to carry less because I've been doing this since the beginning. From carrying crates of records to carrying a record box and you know, going through the airports and you know, I was international way before way long ago. Okay. And so carrying that record box, boy, oh man, I'm knocking up knocking against my legs and knocking against people's legs, running through the airport. I'm sorry, excuse me, sorry, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and so it and, and I would carry like two boxes because I didn't know what I was gonna play. And so carrying them big ass boxes, but then the game starts to change because you had to explain what the fuck were you doing with those records. Okay, now countries exactly, want to make you. Exactly, because it's so pay.
1: big. You only playing two hours. Why you got all this? Why you got It's not. It's records?
0: not even that. Like countries make you start. You're, you had the. You couldn't be a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Because you had to have oh, right. uh, work right. permits yeah. and all, all that shit. Yeah,
1: that's
0: right. Yeah. And they like, well, if you not, you know, what you doing? So a lot of people get stopped. And then after that, they screwed us again with making us pay for bringing luggage. Oh, shit. Okay, so now I really don't. Now I got less records. And then that's yeah, hard dude. because when I'm once in a country, you know, I'm in Paris. I'm definitely going record shopping and shit. So now, look, okay, I was struggling to carry the records I have. Now I bought another bag. And I got more records bringing them back home. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. doing. And then, plus, once I went digital, I could play all my edits, which is what I went to anyway because well, you ain't, there's nothing worse for me than having some jackass playing all the hits be, that, be, that he played before you and he's going to play some of your records. I'm like, if I play after you, why the fuck would you play my records? Oh, that's true. So I'm like, that's just DJ etiquette, which a lot of people don't have. So... Now I'm just laughing because I know you, you can play whatever you want to play. It's not gonna sound like me, because I made sure of that. Because my edits, <laughs> I'm gonna kill whatever you played and shit. So that became the thing. So my thing was to, to always be different and better.
1: Um, with, okay, vinyl or digital. Um, at what length do you take getting your digging done?
0: Oh man, I'm div- because I have. My hands are bigger than most. So I got, I would go through two rows of records at a time. I would be, man, in secondhand tunes or one of these, man, off, off shops. And I would be flicking both both rows, both bins of records at one time. People be like, shit, how's he doing that? Because I'd get through them rows. While they going through one, I'm going through two. And they like, man, look at him go. i saw man, yeah, my technique on even that with competitive but now you're, now, now
1: you're shop- but now you're shopping for for a USB stick you don't have the. Do- you don't have both hands anymore so how does that how does that work now I
0: mean well I'm, I mean like I, 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 I go back can, I'm sure some you get of a lot of, of things, and I and I got I got by me being, you know, doing as long as I have, I got super friends, what I call them, oh. so I can get in contact, you know, <laughs> Dennis like Ferrer, Louis Vega, somebody, oh, and, and cool. get the shit. Oh, I'm steps away from Black Coffee to get his new one, right. you know, so that I, I got cool. that, and I and I I got time to edit it before, you know, before the party and everything. So, oh man, it's, it's killer now. Are you also? Are you also?
1: intrigued to listen and support new artists?
0: I wasn't at first but I, I definitely am. Okay. I definitely am and I definitely do. Like I got I never used to let anybody remix my music but now shit. like I give acapella or parts to not parts but mostly just acapella because for me mm-hmm. when you're doing the remix it needs to be a real remix. So can't be like that.
1: Is there a modern day artist that you say would stay in your crate or in your set?
0: Oh, there's a couple of people like it. Like even like people don't notice about uh, Mike Dunn of Glenn Underground or even Roy Davis. Like yeah, I'm a like Chicago people. I'm very proud of these guys because like like people always say Chicago house, Detroit techno, but I'm like we've been doing techno. Man, they they, they say that as if we don't do techno or we never have. I'm like, what, what was Mama Medusa? Mm-hmm. Mama Medusa was definitely te- techno how we think it's sound, how it should have sound, mm-hmm. still with the soul, still, 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 still pushing the boundaries. So I'm like, man, we've been doing techno. So like, yeah, there's a couple of people that, that walk that line and can very easily just do both. He's like, man, I'm very proud of uh, DJ Pierre for setting the standard with his acid tracks, you know, like that that song, another song stood the test of time. Things, things that Roy makes things that uh, even DJ Corky makes. So it's, it's, man, there are quite a few things, you know, that I, that I'm constantly hearing. I take it that, I
1: take it that you were very loyal to your, your peers. Uh, You named uh, Mike Dunn and those guys. Are there any current modern artists that you could say that, you added to your,
0: your oh yeah your yeah yeah I'm, 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 I'm um, uh, serious hood just meeting him and he's in in town now so we're gonna get together and do some things uh, 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 Anthony Anthony K out of um, oh yeah I heard, of I heard he's a very 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 musical house um, oh, guy from man. from Greece
1: right yes Super.
0: beautiful beautiful uh, man beautiful style and so him and I got a, a yeah a bunch of other okay, a bunch okay, other okay. people, okay. you know that I work with and, and and I'm very happy about. I was just
1: curious because I know you traveled and played uh, in Croatia and you back and forth. Yeah, Europe yeah, and yeah. I know that a, a I know band band that somebody these- well, <laughs>
0: Buck Brown. Uh, uh, he he's he's one of my one of my younger dudes and he's man just just an excellent talent. There are some great young people out here that are that are doing fantastic things. Okay. So I'm very, that's very excited about. It. That's yeah, nice, yeah. That's yeah.
1: nice to hear that from you, to be honest. Um,
0: oh, uh, it's Martinez brothers, like right, we're supposed right. to be getting together to do some things, and Seth. Seth, Seth. Right, yeah. right. Seth tracks, so, so, it's just. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what's to come. As a
1: DJ, you're playing other people's music, yeah, mm. uh, as well as your own, um, and with that selection of music. Do you feel in it that it's important to let producers know how you feel about their work? Of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course.
1: So you feel it's nece- necessary to educate folks about good music and showing It is some all love them, it, of it. Your you know,
0: if, if you're not educating at the same time as... I think the whole party's an education. Okay. Like turning people on to things they know in different ways, mm-hmm. as well as turning people on to things that they didn't know. Like I remember playing Martin Circus Disco Circus back in like the eighties, early nineties, playing that shit in, in London and people were like, what's that? And I was like, wow. Like they loved it so much they didn't know what it was though. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy that you don't you don't know this record. But I said, no worries, we're gonna educate you. You're gonna know.
1: And if you were educating, what who who would be in that who would be in that top five?
0: What, what what do you mean? Track wise. Oh man! Wise. If I was educating and things I would play, I just, would play just just just
1: in, in general. I mean, when you going to um, Croatia or Europe or mm, even in mm. America, and you playing some fresh new stuff, or you you know, who's who in that? was it? Who would be in that top that that top five?
0: Uh, that you Glenn would, under Glenn okay, underground. Okay, Mike Dunn, uh Roy Davis Jr., Black Coffee, um, something from from um, from uh, Martinez Brothers, something from so, oh, Justin Imperiali, pff, crazy talent. Um, oh, man, I could go on and on. I yeah, that was, it's just yeah. I know I know, was, I, I, I know uh, you I, could I, go I, on and I, on, but I, I was, was kind of curious. The, uh, I was just a mixture of the new baby. and old, yeah. A mixture of the new and old okay. is, is how I like to, I, you know, is, is how I think to best educate. Okay. Like things because you take for granted me being as old as I am that you think people know, they don't know, mm-hmm. and so it's my job to teach. Because if they if they love a sample record, then then it's just uh you need to know you need to know how. You need to know where they know this record from like if they heard the sample i'm like you love this sample you need to hear the whole record you know record they're like wow because it's got so many other parts and everything to it so it tells it tells the whole story so yeah man. yeah
1: I'm, I, with this cycle since the from the 90s till till now obviously the generational gap uh creates that loophole between the the knows and the don't know so with your knowledge it's important yeah. to and their 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 experience is not from where your experience was so uh, their influences is from another kind so for me it's always been a challenge and always been actually kind of interesting for me to uh explore all these different um uh, styles i mean obviously it's stuff that you like uh, if i didn't like it i wouldn't do it but uh with that said it's kind of uh very Interesting, and that's why I actually do the Decisive Podcast series because mm. because I'm also uh, targeting talent in which I enjoy, and it's to be able to go uh, go with the guys that are have history and the ones that don't, and kind of bring them together. Uh, it's been very uh, uh, satisfying and gratifying to me in, in, on many levels. So it's good to hear you. It's good to hear you say that. Um, I'm very curious about. What's coming up next uh, for K Alexi Shelby? So, what can we expect?
0: Well, the, um, Seth and I have Seth Tracks and I have uh, this label we're we're putting together called Black Acid. So we're getting that together and, and um, got some great talent, some great talent, I, so much talent that I think we're gonna do compilations first. And uh, man, the, the 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 talent that we have for these comps. It's gonna just blow people away. Amen. I'm getting, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting release scheduled. Yeah, man, it's gonna, Put it's gonna be fire. List. Yeah, oh, for sure, time. for sure it do it. it uh, listen, I'm holding the names wrapped right now, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be such a beautiful thing. Uh, I got, um, oh, I'll be, I'll be back in Europe uh, in February, I believe, from the fifth to the twenty something, I guess. I don't know. Just taking, taking dates on for that. And um, just more um, remixes for other people still, you know, getting that together, uh, venturing out into my new, well, my love, where I always wanted to, to take the music anyway, into soundtracks. So I'm getting that together, working on some music right now for the military, uh, for for this documentary that they're doing. So I'm very proud of that. And um, yeah, man, just, just more collaborations. I want to work with more people that are really doing it. Like you know, not people just talking about doing it, cause that I, I can't tolerate. I don't, I don't want to talk about what I do for a living, for what p- other people do for their hobby. I don't, I don't want to do that. We can talk about whatever else. I enjoy movies. We can talk about that. I enjoy fucking Xbox. We can talk about that. But I don't want to talk about what I do for a living, for that. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> uh, looking back in retrospect, would you say that uh, looking back? In retrospect would you say your career is right on track in your for your life's mission no no no
0: no here's the thing like i used to think that and then i think if i died today well i think that that then so much other stuff wouldn't be done first of all like i am I'm, I'm i think about death way more than i should i guess because you know i've been doing this forever so you start to think about how long you've been doing and you start to think about the possible ending and so I'm um, I had safeguards in place of um in the in the event of my demise, that music will still come out. You know? And certain people would, would be able to finish it. Like certain I, I I work on like four or five songs at a time. And so I got songs that are halfway done or songs that may sound finished to somebody, but for me, I know it's not there. Like in remixes, I'm like, I can turn this in right now. Things I post. A lot of the things I post online, that's it's, it's not even finished. It's just like 16 bars of, it. and people going crazy. I'm like, oh, I just want to know was it, you know, was it what I thought? And no, people like it, okay, cool. I'll get back to that, maybe tomorrow. Right now, I'm on something else. Like I'm, the the whole art of creation, is just a high for me. It is a really high. It always have been. So I'm very 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 uh, pleased with that. I don't do this for the money. The money helps me continue to do it. I would do this for free. You just wouldn't hear about it. Which, I mean, like, a lot of, I do so much stuff. And here's the thing, too, like, when I did uh, Mama Deuce and all that shit, like, nobody liked it at first. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. So before I get, because I'm one of my worst critics, I am my worst critic. So before I get down on myself now about, oh, man, these sales, or it's not doing this, i like, they'll get it. They just don't get it right now. I'm like, but and it happens just like that. People come talking to me about old records, and I've moved on. But I move on so much and so swiftly that something you talked about, the time the record is out, I got, man, 20 records uh, that came behind that, that one record that you heard. So, like I said, I'm... I'm not sitting still. I'm not one of these old dudes sitting around talking about the good old days and not (laughs) not doing shit. I mean, no, no, no disrespect to them. I'm like, I I don't think, I don't think it was in them like that. Exactly. Like for me, it was in me then. The fire is still in me now. Like I, when, when I'm when I'm recording, I I dig deep from the well of parties I've been to, of the atmosphere at that party, hell, even of conversations I've had with legends in the game. In life and in death, so I'm like, I'm very, very, very fortunate, very blessed, and like I said, I stop and talk to people because I was given that time. So of course, I try to give that time back mm-hmm. to people. So I mean, it's, it's, who am I not to do that? Like, but it doesn't take much. And even when people email me, now, I don't like people to keep on sending me songs that they're working on. Like, I don't want you to test your music out on me. I want you to send me your best. Send me your best and we'll take it from there. I'll then I'll tell you I don't, some shit you just thought about. I'm like, man, you see the friends I got and shit? Fuck, I look like listening to you. So I want you to send me your best and then we'll just go from there. But don't practice on me all day. Cause once I do that, then people will, okay, check this one out. Okay, check that one out. Like, hey, 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 I got shit to do. I don't got time to listen to you all damn day. So, <laughs> and I, I, I don't really listen to people while I'm recording because I don't want outside influences on me when I'm recording I just I just I just don't want it last thing I want is somebody else. and I had some little prick before talking about that I stole his shit his idea I'm like are you insane like, if, if you knew anything about me fuck I look like stealing your little shitty idea I'm like things I'm thinking of you can't even comprehend. So what the fuck are you? I was just so insulted I had to block this guy. And he just was really having about it.
1: you said I had to
0: block him. <laughs> yeah, because he was really you know, my, my block list is about as long as the people I have added to my page, but I just because I just won't stand for bullshit. And because I'm so open to the world that everything that comes in ain't good for you. And so it's hard for people to say, don't take it personal when it's about me. Like how can I not take it personally? Even though they don't know me, be the real me and shit. But it's for somebody to even have the audacity to say some stupid shit like that. Like, uh, man, the shit I throw away, the songs I throw away, I throw shit away. I just, oh, I'm never, I'm never gonna finish that because that's all it was to me. I just wanted to prove a point. I just did that. I'm cool. I um, mean, when you gonna do something? I'm not finished. That that was just something to do. You know. So
1: is there? Is there? A word of advice That has been given to you That you take To heart And seriously
0: Stay true to myself okay. And I, I I've done that I've, I've stayed Like when people Switch to techno Or people switch to house Or this that and the third I've always done both I've done whatever I felt like doing When I wake up in the morning I don't That's know what how what I'm talking I just started doing it.
1: That's all I'm talking
0: about. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't, I don't commit to one thing because, like, I certain songs that I've done have done themselves. Like, literally, I felt possessed. Like, literally, I was really trying to make one thing, and the more I tried to make that thing, something else came out. Right. And when I finished it, I was like, Jesus Christ, that was scary. <laughs> I like, that song did itself. Like, it was like, fuck that, we doing this. I don't want to use that sound today. I'm using this sound. i like, it literally was making itself I was like wow that's crazy that's crazy that it just like it willed itself to be done
1: for those for those folks those young folks that have no mm. idea how long you've been blessed doing what you're doing how long has that been
0: since the 80s it's about yeah since, years. since yeah since yeah since the mid 80s I'm 51 now. I've been there. I've been doing this for a while. And as people see me and shit like I remember uh, going to see Colin Dale when he was doing the radio oh, wow. in London.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: funny cuz like I remember Colin I was, Dale when I first came here. Yeah. Germany. I, I I showed up to the radio station and he came down. No, somebody came downstairs and they looked at me. Then they looked left, looked right. And he was to close door. I was like, "What you just Let me in." He said, "We are looking for K. Lex." I said, "This is me." And he said, "No, it's not." And I said, this is me. And it was like, and then when I came upstairs, they were like, I thought you went to get K. Alexi. And he's like, this is him. And they're like, no, it's not. And it was the whole thing because they said, I said, what were you expecting? They said, we're expecting some older guy that was fat, this bigger. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like on <laughs> just laugh because I'm like and I just I don't get it and shit, but when I'm standing next to people who who have done this for a while, then you notice the difference. On like, they like man, you still look the same. They're like this is this is this is crazy. They like you still look the same. I was like, I don't I'm a good jeans i said but yeah man no it's 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 really me this is really me and shit once we got that part established that it was me and shit the, the session was just so cool and crazy
1: well bruh in closing um i would like to ask you um could you please tell me the ingredients you use for the mix here on the of podcast series special today
0: uh soul of Chicago. Yeah. I, I use I use There's the DNA the, yeah, yeah, the DNA of the classic that's what I would call that. Yeah, I kept it I kept it simple. Okay. Because simple was is, is best that time. I don't need to overcomplicate things and and we must uh look forward to the future while still respecting the past.
1: Okay. Can you drop a few names there? That's on the that's on the mix?
0: Right. Uh my man lyricist Harry Dennis. Uh, Robert Owens, Larry Hurd, of course, uh, me, myself, I got some DJ Pierre, I got some Mike Dunn, uh, a few other classes, I, I I believe some Ten City is on there. So yeah, yeah, I hope you all enjoy.
1: With that said, I'd like to say that it's surely a pleasure to have you uh, uh, here with us and uh, share this important moment and And thanks for sharing your honesty and your story with me today. And with that said, um, Mr. K. Alexi, thanks a lot.
0: Thank you, brother, for having me.
1: With that said, let's listen in to the Mr. K. Alexi Shelby's real classic Chicago mix right here on the Decisive Podcast Series Special.
0: Big up to Decisive. Girl,
3: they say we were an item. My fault, I try and hide them. Did I need you? Uh-huh. but when we get down to it, I just love the way you do it, and I love you. Uh, 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 uh,
2: My body starts to ignite. So much pleasure, so much delight. So swiftly I make my move. Inward round, one move.